Hey everyone, it's those good old-fashioned values, and we are back again with another season of South Park to talk about. And joining us is a recurring guest of the show, Zoe, um, former assistant to John McAfee. May uh, may he he's dead. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. welcome, he's welcome. Dead. He's dead. Yeah, yeah. that's all we'll wasted. say. Am I right? Mm. It's it's very funny how often Zoe has come on the show just by like not even because like you have a whole lot of like credits or whatever, but just by dint of being like our only friend who is willing to watch shit at like just the, the worst shit we can find at the same pace that we are. It's a, it's very, yeah. I watched um, yeah. all of the season today. Oh yeah. That, that happens. Uh, I watched That's not true. I watched the Nambla episode a couple of days ago, but yeah, I that's like a, you, like you watch that pretty frequently, right? Yeah. It's a good this, <laughs> I, at, at, at least this season representation is like insanely important. It is. As a uh, yeah. Brando lookalike. Anyway, yeah, but, yes. but we're talking about season four, and Zoe, you you requested, like you specifically requested to come on a South Park episode since you have a quote unquote history with that show. And what it, what's your uh, history with South Park? Well, I used to date Matt. Um, no, that would be cool though, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, especially because I would have been not like a child, not so Matt Stone, like... just like a, a, a different one. Yeah, yeah, I've dated a guy named Matt. <laughs> Matt Ramirez. Yeah. No, I um originally my first exposure to South Park as a child was like seeing my oldest brother, who's like kind of like the bad boy of the family. <laughs> uh, he had it on DVD, and I was like trying to like w- win some points with my mom, and I was like. Yeah, I just think, like, shows like that are just, like, horrible, you know? They're, like, they're so, like, <laughs> yeah. crude, you know what I'm saying? And my mom was like, Snitch that's so Zoe. true. Uh, and then, like, six months later, I was watching them, uh, watching that and, and The Simpsons. But for some reason, like, South Park particularly clicked with me to the point where it's one of the only shows where, like, I actually, like, watched the episodes, like, as they came out for for years pretty much up until season 17 uh and i really have like not done that with most stuff like most stuff i've streamed or torrented after the fact but uh with south park i really was like i like knew when the schedule was and i would like actually watch all of them uh and then i would mm. rewatch them and stuff so there was a period where i was like very encyclopedic knowledge of south park mm. yeah encyclopedic is the word we use to describe that on the show a lot too yeah not words that you know yeah. are, are more connected yeah. <laughs> to neurological disorders uh, <laughs> yeah we're gonna use the term encyclopedia what if uh, what if his name was like autism brown that should but, be the uh he saw he solves cases against logo. bugs yeah instead of like Instead of being like, well, Bugs me, you didn't know that, you know, fucking, fucking Stonewall Jackson's sword was fake. But instead, he's just like, hey, you guys want to watch Power Rangers until Bugs Meanie gets really annoyed <laughs> and gives himself up? Well, you may think that's funny, but Encyclopedia, uh, sorry, Autism Brown uh, later grows up to do Columbine. So I don't really know what's so humorous <laughs> about this. Aut- <laughs> autism cleveland and everyone's like what the fuck are you talking about it's like no it's like encyclopedia brown <laughs> no, oh get it? boy 
It is four minutes uh, into the episode. Autism Cleveland. It is. It's like it's like that old book series Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> you know, I will say, considering uh, a lot of the plots and themes of this season, this is a pretty on on like note start for this. Considering Timmy. Uh, yeah, 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 Timmy. For sure. um, this is Timmy's first season. <laughs> I guess we might as well get into it. Um, so this season uh, marks the introduction of Timmy, their mentally handicapped character, not based off of me. It is. It is very clear. Not not yeah. based off of me. My name. You're right. It's Timmy. like a loose association. <laughs> but um, uh, <laughs> they yeah, they, they didn't base them off uh, of you. It's more like a, it's more like a pastiche. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's he is the uh, mentally challenged character on the show. Um, it's like he's in like a wheelchair, and all he can say is uh, his name. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the show. I, I think Matt and Trey have described him as like. Uh, I think the exact quote is like a strange combination of Tourette's and Parkinson's disease. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> I don't he, think that's a real a, disease, but... Yeah. Well, he's sort of an odd character since, like, objectively, it is, like, a really offensive depiction of people yes. with Down syndrome. But at the same time, like because syndrome. they're, like, always super invested in storytelling, and we're going to get into this later, this is the season where they got, like, kind of, like, learned how to tell stories. What is I it? noticed that very hard, especially yeah, but in the back half. Because well, because that they're so invested in like storytelling, that means that they do like care a lot about him as like a character, way more than just a punchline. So there is kind of a weird contradiction there. That is because I, I I liked Timmy's like uh, he was introduced in the ADD episode, right? Uh, yeah, he was a little bit before that, but the uh, ADD episode was his like big debut. Yes, um, I watched that episode. And I'm like, you know what? Doing because I was worried they were going to do the opposite thing of the like do that the hack ADD take which is eh, fine but like I I liked the, the the way they went oh they did the the exact so, opposite of that that was kind of clever. by the hack ADD take do you mean just like that it isn't real or yes basically oh okay um okay. but I liked how they they did that and like um the main thing I I have with Timmy is like holy shit they're really putting him in almost every episode this season. Yeah. They are really pushing him. Real. That was more like I didn't really get super offended at Timmy. I was just more like, okay, I guess they he's a lot. major character now. They they even uh they very quickly defend him and in a in a thing where it's internally they're defending it, but it is of course you can always tell when Matt and Trey have turned on the we're talking to you now as Matt yeah. and Trey yeah. to the audience when Timmy joins Timmy the and the of Lord Darkness of the un- Underworld. Uh, yes. And at the end, of course, there's a lecture about how it's okay that we're laughing at him because it's good to smile. Uh, something like that. Something about smiling. And yeah. When you smile at a retarded person, it's kind of like giving them money. The world smiles with you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it's one of the so, most like, is, lame defenses they've ever done. They like yes. preemptively. It's not like, I mean, this hadn't been out long enough for anybody to get upset. It's like they like assume yeah. that people were going to get upset. Time ever so they're like, all right, time to give a lecture so that we can defend ourselves against the people who may theoretically get upset at us. Yeah. Yeah. I, and and we, I, I think 
kind of coming hand in hand with the fact that like, oh, this is this quote unquote storytelling season, like you described it. And like it is like this is the first time that I think like they play around with like serialized narrative in earnest, like with, you know, all the uh, Mr. Garrison stuff or with uh, the Cartman trying to get $10 million stuff, which we can get into later. But I do think kind of hand in hand with that because they are kind of shaky in like this new method of TV writing. I I think that brings with it a lot of like, I I think this is also their preachiest season to date in a lot of ways. Like every, every, and and maybe most obnoxious hand in hand, but every episode is just like, what are Matt and Trey's personal hangups of the day? Which like was a big part of the show, like earlier and later, but it, it is, I think, the most ham-fisted it has been or maybe will ever be right now because they are trying to, like, work their writing into this, I guess, new paradigm or whatever. Yes. Um, but, yeah, every, every episode is just like, this is what we don't like about, you know... The hate ri- crime The episode. discourse about <laughs> yeah. race or, yeah, or the discourse so about mental handicaps or, the dis- or, you know, the the discourse about literally just what is... The uh, the election one is a great little example that we can get yes. into, um, where the entire the entire plot is not like, hey, George Bush stole the presidency, but instead it's just like, man, you guys you guys are being really annoying about this. Yeah, they're so, they're really having trouble threading the needle between like telling stories and satirizing stuff. They're even if their political opinions don't get like a ton better, at least not for a very long time, they're they're still like the, what's really annoying about the season is that they're having a ton of trouble like figuring out how to weave the social commentary and the storytelling together. So what it means is is that you have like it sort of like alternates between the two throughout the meat of the episode, and at the very end they have one of their as they'd later describe it, their gay no, speeches, and they'd have like a character yeah. like turn to the camera and say like, listen. We need to preserve democracy. And the way to do that is to have George Bush let him run the country. <laughs> it's, I, 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 well, it's not even it's not even that like that's not the, like th- whatever. And we'll get into specific episodes as we go along. But it, it's so funny because the point of that episode is not even like George Bush should be president. Just like, geez, can you guys freaking figure this out already? Like. Yeah. It, uh, whatever. It's it's very funny how much of this season boils down to like, man, you guys are being annoying to me. <laughs> yes. I would also say this might be like, because we've covered a lot of like TV shows and like over the course. I would say this feels the most like transitional season of TV and like we are entering a new era of a TV show in like a season and like we're still working out kinks and stuff more than any other season we've done. Yeah. It makes me... Sure. I mean, I will find out by watching the good episodes and listening to the podcast as we go on, but it does make me, like, try to figure out the eras of South Park because I they all just blur together for me. And I was, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, like, I, I was, I, the storytelling stuff is, like, so, I mean, they, they straight up are, like, yeah, let's just, let's just do, like, great expectations and, like, barely change it yeah and and it's like they forget to tell jokes sometimes i feel like (laughs) it's like it's like i feel like i just watched like a story and it's like i'm sorry you're not like that good at writing like narrative to like justify me watching that with there being like two jokes or whatever i don't know yeah and the thing is they also they also just did the movie yeah 
No, it's it makes sense that they have some burnout. And it's not to say that like this isn't like a funny season. Like that There's there are like I, I would say every episode has like at least one big laugh line yes. that like really gets you. Like it's not it's not as if they forgot how to write comedy, but I, I do think there is some shakiness in terms of like they're trying to pivot what the show fundamentally is, and it, it's it. They're not as confident in it as they were, I think, com- even coming into the show. Two, two things I wanna I wanna say. I, I I forgot one of them, but one of the other things I wanna say is, uh, this is the last season they do more than fourteen episodes for a while. Because starting with season five for the next couple seasons, every single season is only fourteen episodes. So I think there is still, like, part of the reason why this is rough is that, like, they are literally doing more work than they should for a season. Yeah. And they haven't quite gotten into that rhythm that they do in later seasons. Yeah, they, they in later seasons, they had, like, the ability to do quality over quantity, which I think was very good for them. Because, like, there there is so much bloat this season. Oh, my God. It, like, there, there's so many episodes, like... There's a lot of great ones, but there's a lot of ones where you can just tell like they're just burnt out. Mm-hmm. They said uh, they said that for Chef Goes Nanners that they really half-assed that one because they just wanted to go <laughs> wanted to celebrate the Fourth of July. Yeah, yeah. good for them. Yeah, uh, that was actually one of the things I wanted to say is that like this was the first season I noticed. Oh yeah, they're pushing back on Chef. Like Chef's still like a major character in a lot of episodes, but he's not the guy anymore. I feel yeah. Like. Well, I think that's because they have such a wide supporting cast now that they can like use all these different yeah. characters for. Yeah. So and, and that's also, I think, an interesting thing going through the seasons because because I I did not expect it to like flesh out the supporting cast in the way it does, but it's very interesting to see like every season has like one character who kind of like they push into joining the cast by like giving them focus in a bit. Like it was like, it was Pip and then it was kind of Butters and now it's Timmy. And then I think in like a couple seasons, it's more like yeah. token. And then, you know, later we'll get like maybe more Clyde or whatever. And and that's, I thought it was more like the class was phased in as a whole. And, and there are aspects of that, like, you know, in the same episodes where Timmy gets a lot going on, like they'll also have something going on with like token or Craig or whatever. But like, but it's interesting how, how like they how how they do it more one by one than I think yeah. a lot of shows would do it. I don't know if he was in earlier seasons, but this was the first season I noticed where the black kid in the class was literally named Token, and I'm like, dude, come on, come <laughs> it's on! It's a good joke. It's, it's a good really joke. Funny, it is. No, it's a great but it's joke. just like it's it's like clever. I think. Joke. No, uh, and they do good stuff with Token in the future. Yeah, but um, I don't. Yeah, the I don't, Christian I don't Rock hate episode. it. I was just. Oh it's more God, than I'm yeah. just shocked how fucking ballsy to- like it is. Like, wow, you really went all in on this job. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also I think it helps that like Token's character is just like a normal kid. Like they don't like yeah. they don't yeah. give him like sure. a they don't offensive. They, he's not accent. like a yo man. But yeah, exactly. It is purely an aesthetic stuff. Although the hate crime episode being his first major episode wasn't a great introduction. Yeah, that was tough. We'll, I mean, you're gonna that see was. that a lot. Like, I mean, they they'll you know burn a capital T or whatever, or like uh, you know the Naggers episode and like tokens and all of those. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's like uh, just annoyed thing. But he's literally yeah. their black friend. Yeah, it. it I will but, you say know, that Kyle's like, their G friend, Cartman's the fat friend. Yeah, a, a lot of the I think. No, I don't mean like 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 the gang. I, I mean know, like he's I Matt know. and Trey's black friend. Oh yeah, sure. I will say a lot of these stances that they take on this stuff are is like 
it, it, now it's not super like shocking or whatever like but it, it is kind of i think unexpected to take like the affirmative action argument but about hate crime law uh maybe that was more common like when it was getting more solidified but just the idea of like you know oh you know it's it's unfair to treat black people differently like in the middle of like when they get lynched is like well maybe we should interrogate this a bit yeah uh, yeah um, it they're just they're just dumbasses. Like, yeah, we've, I, I I think we've put that to bed. A lot of the political stuff this season is really bad, but it's also very much of its time. Like it's a very specific type of sure. uh, '90s like counter counterculture thing. Like um, the wacky molestation adventure, for example. There were a lot of news stories about like you know fake molestation accusations, like the McMartin preschool or whatever. So. I'm not saying all of their opinions here were good, but I, I, I do, you can see where it comes from if you keep in mind, like, what was going on culturally in the late 90s. Like, there, there, there is a very specific type of thing that they're pushing back against. And they do get better about racial issues, like with the, uh, I mean, honestly, the Naggers episode's pretty good about it, but the, um, uh, the one about George Zimmerman is amazing. And talking yeah. about uh, how, like, sexual harassment and stuff, that's like the plot of one of the best Simpsons episodes of all time, Homer Batman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, for sure. Like so, hey, can we talk about the Simpsons for the next 40 minutes? <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> I'd be down with that. Yeah. Oh, also, one other thing that, uh, it's not super important, but I figure it was worth bringing up. We're finally out of the 90s. We have entered the 21st century. Oh, dude, I cannot Park. wait for 9-11. Oh, we're going to talk a lot about that next season. I can't wait I for that. I can't wait for 9-11. On the 20th anniversary! Oh! Mm-hmm. It's fitting. <laughs> I, w- I will say, just, like, as a little aside, one of the funnier jokes uh, in, like, going into the season uh, is just, like, how the first six episodes are, like, called the name of the episode 2000. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they'll just slip in, like, oh, this is the, you know, this is the free- Apple Peeler 2000. And, like, every time there's, like, any type of device, it's just the whatever 2000. It- it's... It's whatever. This might just be because I'm fucking a gay loser, and like I, I'm like, oh, I'm meta joke. But I, I don't know. I really enjoyed a lot of that. Yeah, and I do think that you know, as preachy as they are, not all of their political angles on stuff they take this season are terrible. Like their anti New Age medicine stuff. I mean, that's aged yeah. pretty well. What are, What are you talking about? It's not like people are taking fucking horse pills or anything. <laughs> yeah, standing for ooh. Romanian rights. Ooh, yeah. ooh, political Hot topic. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, freaking. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not going to get the vaccine, but you're going to take freaking horse medicine? <laughs> what are you? A, a horse? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. No, so it's it's a. Uh, like, well, like with South Park, you have to take the curmudgeonly frat guy libertarianism with the funny stuff. I just wish it wasn't so fucking preachy. It's so yeah. like like they they they're in later seasons, you know, talk about like whether or not South Park is still good or anything, but like they don't quite clobber you over the head as much as they do this season even when they're wrong. So, I, I don't know. It, yeah. it, that's yeah. that's what makes this really frustrating, I think, because when they're wrong and they're preachy about it, it's like Jesus yeah, exactly. It, it's I, I think it is a lot easier to excuse when an artist has like quote unquote bad political opinions, or maybe not even 
not the quotes are not necessary, but I think it's a lot easier to like to to handle an artist's bad political opinions when like when it's like ancillary to their work and not like the point of it. Yeah, in, like no. in the way that like the difference between some of the earlier episodes and this season. It's it, yeah, it's it's one thing to have bad political opinions. It's another thing to literally have the third act be shoving them in your face and and just yeah. On a completely unrelated note, we we did the movie last time. How'd you feel about the the devil and Saddam stuff this season? It's a lot it, better. Yeah, I would it's, agree. A lot of it feels like the novelty carries it a lot of the way. Like it's basically just any type of like you know faux dramatic like sitcom. Ooh, it's there's a love triangle story, but just like the fact that it takes place like in hell and that it's Saddam Hussein is like. I think that carries it a bit of the way, but like it's fine as far as those go for sure. I think it's I think it's also that yeah. that kind of like dumb B plot joke just works better in like a, a twenty two minute episode of TV rather than like an eighty minute movie. That the yeah. hell Luau joke gets me every time. Like I don't know, I just like, <laughs> yeah. You also see like early seeds of like their their whole thing with Mormons and like the oh actually the Mormons were right. It's yeah. it's interesting oh, yeah, to see really like. Fun. When they're little, like, the things that their later, like, obsessions will grow out of, like, kind of get planted. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like the Satan and Saddam stuff here. I Actually, that's probably my favorite part of that episode Yeah, because they're both you. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and, and also Satan's new boyfriend is you. Walked right into that one. And also Mr. Garrison is you. <laughs> ah, well, <laughs> suppose I deserve this. But, I don't know um, if you know this. Every gay character in media is Spencer. No, yeah. just get that out of the way now, so you don't have to keep it. Pretty also, long. you're just... also you're all five of the sisters from Romania because you're a girl. <sighs> all right. Got any more? Got any more? Uh, yes. <laughs> you're Phil Collins because you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys didn't go for the Nambla ones. Yeah, that's well, too easy. I mean, that's too easy, and also I disagree with the stance that the show takes on Nambla. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if we're going to talk about it in the back half. I thought the Phil Collins joke was pretty good. I, I like Phil Collins stuff is him. hilarious. He's so especially he just because so like much. it's so much more poisonous than like a lot of the lesson stuff that they. I like it, Phil Collins. It Don't reminds me of, because uh, this is some of the, the South Park stuff I've ever seen. I saw one of the episodes I have seen is uh, the, the, the Bono episode. It reminds me kind of I was that. literally about to say uh, that. They kind of just recycle the joke for Bono. Yeah. The, the joke is like, oh, isn't Bono annoying? Like, this is very fucking, like, venomous because they had just lost the Oscar to yeah. Phil Collins. There's for the cattiness there. Good song. Like, we're not going to. Well, oh, gonna, they're doing a Seth you know, MacFarlane. Basically, yes. They're like they—they they are getting mad at somebody who beat them for something. Yeah. Which you can argue about whether or not Phil Collins deserved that over, you know, up there he did. But it's—it it is funny, just like how fucking mad they are, and that like they turn that into an entire vendetta. I, I love it when they start vendettas because they're pissed off, like at someone yeah. specifically. Why, why do the Oscars, yeah. uh, like, I know barely anything about musicals. Why do the Oscars all, like, it is a thing that I have noticed, they nom- love nominating not the best songs from a musical for the Oscars. It's be- it's because everybody who votes for, like, the 
who wins the Oscar is 75 years old and they're half going off of like That's the true. popular That's appeal and half going off of like, oh, that reminds me of Al Jolson. Like, <laughs> like they're not they're not the best cross section of like the movie watching public in America. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would I would never fucking pick. They love there. ballads. They love ballads. It's a good, musical it's theater. A good song. Tarzan has a great soundtrack. We're not we're not going to get cool points by pretending like Phil Collins. Did no, not no. Part. Oh, I didn't really. I didn't Bad. realize that was what they were comedian. Who is Phil Collins? Yeah. He's he's he, he was in did Genesis. The, he was in Genesis. He did all the Tarzan soundtrack. He did the in the air tonight. Okay. Just like with Family Guy, I like learned half of like culture that existed before like 2005 from the show. Right, cuz that's when you were born. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Pretty much. I love the the episodes from this era that like you know, some of the vendettas, like, people still know who Phil Collins is, but then, like, in some of, like, the episodes, especially from the last few seasons, they'll just be like, oh, you're uglier than that bitch, like, Suzanne Luellis or something. Like, they're just, like, yeah. mad it's at someone. not as bad as Family Guy. What? I, I will yeah, watch you're, Family Guy and there'll be, like... You're almost a big, as big an asshole as Phil Jefferson. There will be, like, seven <laughs> celebrity references that just completely go over my head. Well, yeah. part of the problem with Family Guy is that, like, even now, their references are always at least four to five years behind the times. Yeah. Well, it's Ooh. it's like, in South Park, you get to know it. who really annoying catty guys hated, like, at that moment. And it's always just some woman yeah. whose name has not been uttered in 15 years. Uh, but, Spencer, who do you hate fuck. right now? You? Oh, God, I, am, Spencer I was trying so to resist people. so hard to not say that was Spencer. Oh. Mm. Oh, I just want to know. Oh my, oh, my belly hurts from not saying it and letting Andy say it. Oh. Thank you, Ty. I, I, I could tell oh. that was difficult. Oh, I'm going to puke. I hope I you should, do. I wanted Speaking to say it was puke, Spencer so um, badly. I hate the gross out humor. I forgot about the gross out humor kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I, some of, I will say some of it does like get a bit... Eh, I don't want to say gratuitous because, like, the point is that it's gratuitous. But I, I think some of it gets to the point where, like, it's not actually that funny. Like, the whole thing with Mr. McCormick. Like, oh, he's farting and pissing and shitting and bleeding into a freaking garbage can. Yeah. Like, who I like is... When he has to take I mean, all the I guess that you're making though. this for 13-year-olds. But, yeah, you do that. Oh, my belly's all better. Although, I will say, with all the... Gr- we're talking about the gross out here. This season had the least amount of Mr. Feeney so far, I feel like, as, as Mr. As Feeney? Well. Mr. Feeney? Uh, what the fuck? Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets I World? I could not remember what the goddamn What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> are we talking about <laughs> William Daniels, the star of South Park? Do I believe so you can do this job for goddamn 10 minutes? I'm not even fucking wearing my headphones right now. I'm not listening to you, asshole. What the fuck? fuck are you ever talking damn, about th- damn this wait, wait, no. love watching abc no. family wait, at eight in the morning <laughs> who actually was he referring to mr hanky mr garrison probably oh i was mr. thinking Hanky like maybe he someone. means like the guy mr feeny i don't know all right i'm gonna get a glass <laughs> of water you guys have fun <laughs> mr feeny <laughs> this is watching what leave it to though? beaver it's kind of close to like feces maybe no, Andy it's loves just, to like, it's a it's a name that starts with Mr. and ends with Y. He's just a dumbass. <laughs> Andy just like his brain just occasionally misfires. He's just like, so what do you guys think of Mr. 
Mr. Uh, Mr. Goofy. And then I, I just like, like, I like how much confidence he's <laughs> What are you guys? I was like, oh, sorry, I mean Mr. Garrison. Like, how, where the fuck did you get yeah. that from? Yeah. He says it in a he's trying to think of like, like, he's trying to think of the name Peter Griffin. He's like, what do you guys think of uh, Peter Blue? <laughs> yeah. And he says it in a rhythm where like, if you guys weren't assholes yeah. and you interrupted good? him, you could probably just have ignored it and nobody would notice. Like yeah, you know yeah, but we're not going to. He knows we're not going to do that. We've been doing this for a year and a half. I'm not saying yeah. At, at some at some yeah, at no. some point, it's like making well, fun of Andy for not being able to speak is like making fun of me. Spencer, let me finish my joke. No, <laughs> that is true. It is a running gag. I just left because I knew that was the easy way out. God, this sucks. My my, I feel like I am like a minute behind all of you because I will be talking and then Spence will be like, so what's going on <laughs> in the middle of my sentence? Uh, so do your great joke then, Ty. Do it. Oh, I was going to say like, it say like at a point, it's kind of like being like, you guys shouldn't make fun of Andy. It's kind of like saying like, well, if you didn't stick your hand in the alligator pit, you know, or maybe like the alligator shouldn't bite your hand when you stick your hand in the pit. It's like, yeah, but it's going to like grow up. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Um, do we have anything oh, else I, to say I, about the I season? Think that getting, I think that getting cancer shouldn't hurt that much. It's like, yeah, but it does. Oh, uh, this is a minor thing. I felt like there was less uh, uh, less of Stan's dad. Um, I can't remember. Uh, don't worry. Oh, Feeny. Yeah, don't his dad Feeny. Don't you worry. Yeah. You'll be getting plenty of Stan's dad forever. Cause... Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, no. Um, they have less Randy and they have less Mr. Feeney this season. Um, <laughs> but they, yeah, I, I the, Mr. Hanky does not come back. Thank Wait, fucking hold on, God. I, sir, Andy, were you talking about Mr. Hanky or Mr. Garrison? <laughs> Mr. Hanky. Okay. Legitimately, I did not know. <laughs> no, no, there is a ton of of Mr. Garrison this season. Yeah, there is a ton, a ton of them, and I, I don't. I guess I like most of it. I think most like they're definitely trying a lot with his bit. Like they're they're you can tell they think it's really funny, even if like I'm not laughing at. So I kind of respect the ambition they're going with his character. Yeah. Like he's the most story stuff that, of any of the, the side yeah. characters outside of. Uh, yeah, and and also I do not think we on this show can take anyone to task for being like, well, they go a bit hard with the gay jokes. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> No, they're creative about it. I think it. the show would have been a lot better if they had pulled back on calling people gay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we want? Do we have anything else about the season as a whole? Like, do we want to move on to the second half? Let's move on to the second half. We're trampling over each other. Yeah. Come stop
And we're back. Uh, we're going to start out by talking a little bit more about uh, Timmy 2000. Uh, this is the one where Timmy joins the rock band. Um, Timmy. Yeah. And uh, it's the one with Phil Collins. And it's also the one where all the students in uh, South Park get diagnosed with ADD. And uh, <laughs> what is it? Get addicted to uh, Ritalin. Before we uh, we go any further, I just want to say, I think Skylar is one of the funniest fucking side characters in the show. Yeah! Yes! He's great. He's such like, a perfect type of like 24-year-old loser. I love him. Ah, it's Spencer! It's Spencer! That's Spencer! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you will oh, be my slave in the afterlife. Um, I actually think that the take on uh, ADD on this episode has aged like weirdly well because like I maybe this is yeah. just my spite because like everyone on Twitter is like having ADD makes you so empathetic and yeah. artistic. having ADD makes you cuff your jeans it's like <laughs> it's just like well like it, it, it's so annoying because it's just like people who are just like you know they're not to d- demean anyone who does have like serious attention issues but a lot of the time it just feels like yeah. you're just addicted you're to the up. computer so you started, started yeah. taking speed <laughs> and now you're like damn this makes yeah. me such an empath well you know they do uh they they do give a little quick thing at the end where they're like well maybe some people need it but most of them don't yeah and but- it's like oh, all right, all right fine. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, and I think it was, I think it was more in the vein of like, I think there was a serious like strain of like ADD fucking, I don't want to say like denialism or whatever, but like in the 90s, 2000s where it's like, where the whole thing was just like, uh, oh, you know, parents love getting, giving kids Ritalin because they act like freaking kids, which like, yeah. And I, I think that like the discourse has shifted from that a bit, even though like, I think it is true in some cases but also yes. just like yeah a lot a lot of people especially if you t- spend any time like if you spend time online a lot of people are like yeah i have add because i'm annoying and gay and it's like <laughs> no those are separate issues like, yeah yes I, myself my included take, sometimes yeah as someone with add my main take you on this episode was yeah. come on shut the fuck come up. on <laughs> yeah it's just, yeah you're just annoying uh my my main take on this episode is I I expected a lot worse and I got eh, it's fine it's a yeah. fine take yeah yeah it, it's no it, it, there was definitely like a thing in the early two thousands where like kids were misbehaving in school and not paying attention and it's just like well this isn't because we feed them like cookie crisp for breakfast and then make yeah. them do math problems for eight hours it's like no they have a attention issue so let's give them let's give them cocaine for that yeah it, it's yeah kids kids aren't acting up because three-fifths of their diet is fucking like venom that <laughs> the venom that bane uses to turn himself into a monster it's just that they are mentally ill it's yeah it's like, like they're <laughs> they're mentally ill because yeah. we we make them work and we instead of making them work in factories we do that but it's even more boring somehow <laughs> yeah it's it, i mean th- and that's the thing about the public school system that i do think like goes under disgust is that like having your hand caught in the machine is like equally traumatizing to not being able to vape in the bathrooms and i i think that we <laughs> need to like stand up against it as a culture what yeah. high school did you did you fucking go to no they did it but you got in trouble for it Ah, okay, yeah, because I was going to yeah. say my bathrooms. Well, I don't know if they vape, but they smelled like smoke all the time. So mm. no, it's it's vape. Yeah. If you went to school, if you were in high school any year after like 2013, it was vape. 
I uh yeah no that it's true I I think that the uh the <laughs> the stance that they take is like here's how you go you just start beating kids again that's uh yeah that's that's, <laughs> that's maybe not <laughs> that is that is certainly Matt and Trey take yeah it's a good joke like it's funny yeah yeah it is really funny when he just goes sit down and <laughs> shut up it is good but yeah I, I like how the message is like all right. The solution to this nationwide problem of kids uh, being bad in school, it's not that, you know, their diet is entirely corn. It's uh, you should start hitting them with belts again if they start acting up. Yeah, I think I think the only way to make kids focus on their schoolwork that like consists of memorizing 14 numbers a second is to like molest them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, the stuff with Timmy and his band. I like that stuff a lot. Uh, the, the the whole preachy thing, it's like, yeah. well, laughter, you know, it's fine to laugh the mentally handicapped because laughter is the fruit of life. Like, that shit's it's, annoying. It's fine, to, it's fine to laugh at people with Down syndrome because they laugh at us. Yeah. <laughs> we're not, we're, no one's laughing at this because it's it's morally good. We all know we're laughing at it just because it's funny. Stop pretending like you, you're, you're a good person for making these yeah. jokes yeah. or making excuses at you know whatever which and, and i will say that is like the funny thing about matt and trey that like or like the unintentionally funny thing is that like for all of the mileage they get out of like you know oh liberals and conservatives are both like huffing their own farts like they do that too but just about like their pet issues yeah like, i mean everyone like, kind of does but yeah. yeah it's it's just a question of how good are you at hiding it and this season no exactly they're less we good. do that are you kidding me yeah that's like half of this show is huffing our own farts about things that we believe yeah, but it's yeah. A, yeah, it's just it's just funny like how much mileage they gotta get out of like oh look at freaking Rosie O'Donnell thinking about how good a person she is anyway it we're kind of heroes for laughing at guys with Down syndrome it's like, <laughs> yeah you know well, you know like so we we've been uh, kind of talking over you do you have anything you want to add uh, for for Timmy it's just like so anyway what the <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Andy, did you find Timmy relatable? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. I, I Andy, was if you were like faster, you would have just shouted Andy at the top of your lungs. Come back for the uh, the <laughs> the Mrs. Garrison jokes. I'll make those jokes about you. Uh, or the Mrs. Garrison's episodes. Timmy is like uh, uh, yeah, it's, one of my... It's very funny. I... I love Andy so much, but just like how half of your comebacks are just like, ah, ooh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, seriously, Zoe, continue. Yes, I'm sorry, sorry, Zoe. T- Timmy has never been one of my like favorite side characters, uh, but he he does. They do give him some good moments now and then. Yeah. yeah. At the very least, he has a he has a good energy. Yeah. Yeah. Would you see Timmy so- in the Lords of the Underworld live? Um. Depends on like who was opening for them. Yeah, like if it was Phil Collins, probably. But <laughs> I don't like if it were like I don't know, fun. Maybe not. I don't. I, I went into that joke. <laughs> no, like I went into that joke, and then I remembered like, oh, I know three bands, <laughs> and two of them are Radiohead, and one of them is just the one where we talk to the guy from it. Yeah uh so, pretty fun well we talked about huffing our own farts about what we believe in so i think it's time that we stick up for uh an organization that has been unjustly slandered this season yeah cartman joins NAM. <laughs> so i i think they get a lot of good jokes in this and like 
I, I do think that like it was a lot more relevant to make Nambla jokes like in the 90s when it hadn't been beaten completely to death over like, you know, decades and decades. But I, I do think that like, I, and I said this in the beginning, like at, at the end of it, like I do think their take on Nambla is not particularly gracious. Um, and well, I don't know. We, I, I don't think it's right to like fault comedians for having bad politics, but like, they, I think they could do like with showing a little bit more respect to the organization. Uh, yeah. we, we pay a lot of dues to like make sure that it continues to run and acting like yeah. it's just a, a I, pervert club. I mean, is... this is being serious here for a second. This is like the easiest fucking were we not? Season. Yeah, we're, we were not. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. What if they? What if they, like <laughs> South Park was like pro Nambla? So like they they did the gay speech at the end, but it was just like you know I learned yeah. something today. You know it was wrong we, for all of those lesbians and the gay rights movement in the seventies to kick Nambla out of all those LGBT organizations. Yeah. <laughs> and furthermore, the thing about the age of consent is is that <laughs> they just do you think <laughs> do you think that Nam- do you think that Nambla gets really catty about like straight pedophiles? <laughs> Ty, I have a request for editing. What? Whenever Spencer does like the Matt and Trey like gay speech uh, voice, uh, have him his voice be sped up so he sounds like a South Park character. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. That's cute. Put the piano in the background. No, yeah. but um, I'm glad Zoe wanted to talk about this since this is actually one of my favorite episodes. It's so good. Um, it's great. Yeah. Oh, I wonder why. Like, come on. Okay. It's not, I, I, even fu- it's not even funny by this point, but it's just like, you have to stop giving layups like that. There should just be like a little counter, like ding. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> okay. It's um, not even like, a, the, it's not even sporting. For the anymore. audience, you might be confused. Uh, Ty is making a joke because in the Nambla episode, there's the North American Marlon Brando lookalike. Uh, yeah, and Spencer. Uh, a few people know this, but he like studies film or something. And Marlon Brando was actually an <laughs> actor. So, oh no, my joke was that he looks almost exactly like Mar- Marlon Brando in A Streetcar Named Desire. Mm. Yeah, Wh- whereas Andy looks like Marlon Brando <laughs> in, the 90s. in the Island of Doctor Moreau. <laughs> Couldn't even go Godfather. Come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Andy just sitting like just like just like at the end of Apocalypse Now Andy just, <laughs> just talking about cereal or whatever you come uh, here no. and you come here on the day of me cashing in all my Sonic coupons <laughs> you come oh, here no, but- you come here on the day Don't of Burger King introducing the new episode. spicy chicken sandwich <laughs> I want to talk about this fucking yeah. episode because it's really okay, funny this- Oh yeah, it is a really fucking funny episode. Yeah. They they're like just there this episode there are so many just dumb jokes. I love that, the Scooby Doo ending. I love that. The Scooby Doo stuff is great. Yeah. <laughs> All the stuff about Cartman not really getting what's going on. It's yeah. such a simple setup <laughs> and so in in the half inches. Ooh. I, 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 I want don't want to be friends, friends with, with Mitch. <laughs> Yeah, Midgets that's good. Me. I see. I really appreciate the joke where they cu- keep cutting back to him uh, with like Stan and uh, fucking with with Stan and stuff, and be like, "Guys, I bet new adult friends. It's so good." Like, <laughs> yeah, with his friend Stan. The part where the pedophile's like trying to rub his back, and he's just like, "It's like, yeah, this Sweet. is all right. This is nice. Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's so good. Do you like do you like it in your back rub? Yeah, this is pretty nice. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, the North American Marlon Brando Association lookalike association thing is also just like it's so stupid, but it yeah. gets me every single yeah, time. Yeah, this is I think the, the the like most like season two, season three. Just here's dumb jokes, no story. Fuck off, just have just have some laughs, and I appreciate that. Um, of this season, I the part that really cracks me up this season is when they're at the North American Marlon Brando lookalike association, and there's just like. A black guy who <laughs> doesn't even look like him. He just like doesn't look or sound like Marlon Brando. He's just there. I was fucking crying also, laughing at also that. We gotta I think talk Marlon about Brando should be like Batman where every country gets their own. We, we also mm. have to talk about yeah. this is the season, the episode where they establish uh, Kenny is reincarnated every time he dies. Oh, yeah. Yes. Which they will get more mileage out of later, but yeah, it's like a joke. Like they reveal, oh, every time Kenny dies, his mom gives birth to him, which is funny. I, yeah, I also like how like he keeps getting afraid of it because it's like he knows that like his mom getting pregnant like might mean like he's gonna fucking die again or something. It's it's a good like twist ending. I I I I know you guys complain about like the gross out humor stuff, but like the shenanigans of him trying to stop the birth from happening just crack me up. I, like just <laughs> just. Just them, just his dad constantly backfiring. Like, diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or just like feeding his dad all these birth control pills, and he just his balls just explode. No, I, I, I will say so a funny. lot of that plot didn't do a lot for me, but the one thing that really, really killed me was just like the amusement park ride, where the entire thing is just like it slams them into a wall. <laughs> Yeah, the best part of that is the ride is just like they get punched into concrete for five minutes. I just like the uh, the part of it where it's like the the guy speaking at the beginning and the end going. <laughs> it's just like they just get bashed into the concrete and then he just goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is God. how it be. That is how it's it such be. a genius episode. So it's very funny. What's next? Uh, I guess that we should talk about Zoe. Did you want to say anything about Fat Camp? Yeah, uh, I think this has. I mean, the the episode itself is like. I don't know. It's it's funny, but I think this has a important moment, which is uh, we truly see one of Cartman's first like genuine psychopath moments, or at least funny psychopath moments that I think we'll see more and more of, like Scott Tennerman and stuff. Which is, uh, you know, he starts selling like candy to the fat camp. Uh, oh yes, and yes, yes, yes. There's the fat boy who's like crying, and he's like, "I'm trying so hard to anymore. lose weight." Yeah. And he starts yeah. unwrapping a chocolate bar, and he's like, "The chocolate bar will be your friend." I, I don't know. For some reason, that's like one of my favorite Cartman scenes. It's like so funny. He's just like pushing a chocolate bar on this like crying, like overweight child. <laughs> Why are you crying, Chad? Cause I'm always gonna be fat. I don't want to eat no sweets, but I can't control myself when they're right in front of me like this. <laughs> All my life I've been fat. I've been, I've been to seven camps and I swore to my mama that I'd lose the weight. I want to, but I can't help myself. <laughs> hey, Chad, you know what you need? You need a friend. <laughs> I do? Yes, a chocolate friend. <laughs> Mr. Candy Bar doesn't judge you, Chad. Mr. Candy Bar likes you just the way you are. Look at how yummy and sweet he is. <laughs> there you go. That'll just be four dollars. <laughs> yeah. Now that one is really great. 
this one is a good episode too. I think this is one of the better examples of their like newfound interest in storytelling because this one actually does have a more elaborate plot, at least with Cartman's plot, like the whole fake out with the identity and like all this stuff kind of going on. I don't know. It, this is this season struggles a lot in like wedding storytelling with political commentary together, but because there's no real political commentary here, they just like get to tell like sort of like a more complicated story, and I think that works pretty well. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Um, For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Cartman's silly hate crime. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I and I feel like you could almost do a double feature with this and Chef Goes Nanners, but yeah, it, it is. It wasn't like the most uncommon thing, I think, for like a good chunk of the 90s and 2000s to like go all like, well, be- I thought the whole point of, you know, ending racism was that we don't see people you know the color of people's skin so like it should be it should be the exact same crime if you punch your friend or if you hang up a black person on a tree you know and it's like at a point it kind of feels like they are being like people are being intentionally obtuse but it's like you can you can trace out like the through line that like people built that argument in like through the discourse or whatever. It's just not when, a very when the funny FBI episode. came in to to arrest Cartman. That was when I think I rolled my eyes. The yeah, it, literally. Yes, I I think I out loud said like, okay. The worst. No, the worst part is uh, that my like, okay, come on, moment is when uh, Token's dad is like, actually. I agree with you. It's like, all right, shut yeah. up. <laughs> it's like, actually, as a black man, like, all right, come Just on. Just inventing a black guy yeah. to agree with you. It, that's like, that's the level past, like, I have a black friend. It's like, I made up a black friend. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, at least Chef Goes Nanners has, like, some funny things, like the KKK stuff and, like, uh, Chef Chef and, changing his name to be Muslim. But, like, this what does this yeah. episode have? Is there anything in this and episode that you guys At least they didn't get, like? get Mike Henry to voice the guy. Is there anything yeah. in this episode The, the thing about, like? just going going back to what Zoe just said, is I, I do think it's, like, funny how, like, for, like, a 30-year chunk there, the scariest thing a black man could do was, like, change his name to, like, Muhammad Akbar. <laughs> And everyone would be like, "Oh no, he's gonna he's gonna go nuts on me." Dude, Chef would have loved yeah. to reconstruct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. The the Nation of Islam was like it was the uh, Westboro Baptist Church of the '90s, basically, just the yeah. most terrifying thing imaginable. Yeah, and that everyone on the show supports it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, we're we're both big, we're both big supporters of. Uh, the Westboro Baptist Church and Black Nationalism. Yeah. We here. love Louis Farrakhan and, uh, I don't know, Anne. I don't know who's in charge of the other one, <laughs> but I assume it's someone named, like, Anne or Julie Fred or Phelps. something. Yeah. Yeah, we, we love Fred Phelps and we love Judge Joe Brown. No, I think it's, like, Kathy. <laughs> yeah, it's, her, it's his daughter now. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's I someone think, uh, named, like, Deborah. Oh, like, the 90-year-old guy who was running it in the early 2000s died? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and now it's run by some woman named, like, Joanne, I I think this podcast is the first time I've really thought about it. The Westboro Baptist Church in like ten years, like it's. Been- I want to say when I was younger, I used to watch like the Westboro Baptist Church gets owned videos or whatever. But one of them was a uh, a guy like prank calling the Westboro Baptist Church. But then it just turned into like thirty minutes of this guy just earnestly picking that woman's brain. Like yeah. he was just like, so what music do you listen to? And then she was like. 
Well, you know, when I was younger, I used to really love Elton John, and you know, uh, you know, I used to really love Elton John, but since he's a fag, I can't, I can't abide by his yeah. music anymore. Ep- epic <laughs> atheist asks Westboro Baptist Church receptionist on a date. There's no content about <laughs> Westboro Baptist Church that's worth consuming other than the Louis Thoreau documentaries. I think it'd yeah. be, I think it'd be really funny if, like, at the end of one of those videos, the guy like doing it just ended up accidentally joining the Webster, with the Westboro Baptist Church. Like he's like trying to prank call them, and then like thirty five minutes in, he's like, you know what, you guys are actually making a lot of good choices or a lot of good points. It's so funny to get duped. Like there was a guy who got duped into joining it because he like yeah. did it, did a documentary on it, and then he joined it. And it's so funny to do that since those people don't believe anything. It's just like no. a marketing scam. It was the yeah, the it's just like a multi level thing. Think, uh, in uh, in the Louis Thoreau documentary, he's like. He's like, he's just like, he's just like gay and he's like, yeah, I think these guys have a point. And then all the Westboro Baptist Church people are like, yeah, that guy fucking sucks, but we let him like sit in the back of the room sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I would love to be the token gay person at the Westboro Baptist Church. I think like if they paid, like if they paid me in room and board, I would do that. (laughs) It's like, it's not a glamorous way to make a living, but you know, it's, it's my, it's my life. Fuck. Uh, wow. Other than that, I guess we got to talk about the wacky molestation adventure real quick. Yeah. And um, yeah, this one this one does sort of hit different in the wake of like, you know, the past five years or whatever. But I, I guess this was around the time of like McMartin and capturing the Freedmans and stuff. Or This is a few years before capturing the Freedmans. But that whole like 90s moral panic craze where they were just like accusing like random metal musicians of being like pedophiles or whatever so i I don't know i i think that i can appreciate south park being wrong when they're creative about it and them like sort of turning the town into like the warriors basically yeah after uh uh, after all of the kids like falsely accuse their parents is pretty funny they turn it into children of the corn they, the mm. whole thing is just a ripoff of like the whole town. They just they do like like bit for bit. Children of the Corn. I want to say like okay, never mind. I haven't seen that. <laughs> I, I, I also that. haven't seen or read that. Uh, the one thing I want to say about this is that like my favorite part of the episode is the ending where everything just goes back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> when when it, when the parents come back after three months. No, I, I like I like the the whole thing where they have them be like, we're so sorry. We realize now that we uh, have been harassing you your whole life, but things are different now. That that's a pretty good joke. That was okay. I really liked the uh, the prison therapist. I thought he was. I thought the stuff with him was pretty good. Yeah, the the like uh, listing things that aren't molesting <laughs> is pretty good. I don't know. That, that's yeah. a stupid. And joke. the one guy that's is a just stupid like joke, but it got me. Yeah. <laughs> it was like fishing. Uh, what about molesting? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I also think like just the image of Cartman like with combed hair and in a suit is pretty funny on its own. I, I liked him being like mm. this this like crazed serial killer mayor. Yeah, but yeah, this episode like it's it's opening is a bit questionable, but it's 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 harmless for what it is. I think I don't know. I don't know the whole time I because so so they do like really do for context. It's it's pretty much the short story Children of the Corn slash the movie, the first one uh, up until like the end uh, is like down to like the fact that like they drive by a like gas station and stuff. Like it's like really close. Uh, and then of course they skip over stuff mm. a lot, but it is, it is really funny to me that like, 
it's about as good as the actual Stephen King writing. Like, it's about as dumb. It's pretty much equally as right. dumb. Uh, to the point where I, I want to... The, the movie is dumb, but uh, I, I want to, like, uh, just randomly rant about Stephen King really quick, because why not? Sure. Uh, dude, the ending, so the cool. ending of the Children of the Cord short story is, like, the parents that are in this, you know, the ones that are the prospective parents that come in in this, they get, like, sacrificed to the corn, and, like... It's like the the protector or whatever the statue in this they get like sacrificed to that and the ending is just and the corn looked healthier than ever and that's supposed to be like the spooky like end line <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like yeah this is about as good as the South Park episode Stephen Stephen King rocks so much Stephen King rocks so much because he wrote like some of the like most famous and beloved horror stories of all time and then you like if you go through all of his work like 700 stories you're like the guy who loved jazz so much he turned into a ghost <laughs> <laughs> like, and then you suddenly remember like oh yeah he was doing gifts twice yeah, a day like, for 30 what if, what if children like took over a town it's very, and then, he's like, so sacrificed cool. adults to make corn <laughs> it's like what yeah, it's like what if what if there was a dog who was so fat that he was haunted? <laughs> it's like God, you are the coolest dude ever. They do ever. a lot of that stuff, so they go they go into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Stephen King rocks. It rocks to be a guy who spent like your thirties just doing doing fucking Mick Jagger uh, Keith Richards com- level of enough cocaine. cocaine to, to kill Martin Scorsese yeah, yeah. doing just inhuman it's amounts awesome. of cocaine and then like you turn 70 yeah. and you're just like Donald Trump is white he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a shit waffle <laughs> no Stephen yeah. King come on the show and we'll do coke with you he rocks <laughs> Relapse I would you. love to interview Stephen King are you kidding me my dad would have a coronary <laughs> I, I, more, more than any other guest we could get, I would love to have Stephen King on the show. No, absolutely, I love Stephen uh, King. He rocks. He's so cool. Yeah. Oh, we'll pitch. We'll pitch stories at him. And on that note, we're gonna yeah. head out. Uh, Zoe, thank you for coming on and uh, letting us talk over you yeah. for an Anytime. hour. <laughs> it's what we do. I promise you, my Wi-Fi will be better next time. Yeah, so blame the Wi-Fi. Not. At the very least, I will respect your autonomy. Yeah. Um, before we go, I, I just want to... I promise next time you come on, I will have basic respect for my friends. No, you won't. I just wanted to say, um, Angie and I, Angie, who does the music for the show, they and I, we have a song. We just released a song. It's the first single for their new album. It's called Respiratory Depression. Uh, we'll put like the link in the description. Uh, check yeah, it out on sure. Spotify or Bandcamp, and uh, the album should be out soon. Yeah, go check that out. Go. I mean, Zoe, you got anything you want to plug? Well, you can follow my Twitter account for <laughs> okay. gambling advice. New words. Yeah, new words. Your, your, your I'm thing really is that you love vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it is a fun respect. Like as as much like fun as it is to make fun of like all those gay like well here's a little break in your timeline for if the negativity is getting getting just a little bit too crazy like it is fun just every day to be like oh that is a it that is a, a cool word, word i like <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah zoe your commitment to just like really really normal posting is honestly pretty <laughs> funny like yeah an abstract uh, that's gonna do it. Uh, catch you all. Oh, next well, time. I mean, also, if if you are not sorry, if you are not subscribed to the Patreon, uh, check out the season finale of Get Cynical just went up yes. with uh, Spencer and Esther and their friend Dan. So, I mean, if if that's something you're following, five dollars yes. a month will get you. Yeah, 
the season finale and a couple other episodes going to be uh with it's going to be patrick's return and we're going to talk about yeah secret no secret no i'm gonna beep it out i'm gonna beep that out i'm I'm not gonna be in all the episodes but there will be a get cynical season two so look forward to that yeah more information about that when it is getting closer but yeah other than that i don't think i mean if you're in the philly area i might have a job at a cookie store now so come get cookies from me yeah (laughs) yeah which is such a gay thing to have a job at right (laughs) yeah it is like it feels like a job you would make up as a kid Ty's next I job is that she's the an cake astronaut. Store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna become like an, a firefighter who's also a football player and a cowboy. Yeah, and a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it. Bye bye. The Bye-bye. store. Bye. Yeah. I, okay. I right. am. I'm sorry. Um. I. I do think part of it is that the just weirdness with doing it on my phone. I don't know yeah. why, but it's not yeah. your fault. Um, no. It's so not. So see in the back half. This is my favorite part of the show is like when we like have been in the middle for like the middle part for or like the the intermission for like a minute and then one of us will be like so anyway let's move on to the intermission it's like we've said my roommate's social security number like this is not going to be in the episode <laughs> I mean yes it is you're gonna put it in the the, the very end I'm not supposed to stop uh, yeah we're already. gonna we put it so hard Ty's address is uh, okay. <laughs> Philadelphia, New or Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, nineteen. You were about to say Philly, New York. Good job. I was going to say it. Well, I'm, I'm used to saying it because I grew up in New York. Ah, um, that's a normal so thing for people to do. Let's do. Uh, it's called a. It's called ingrained something or other. Okay, let's do hate crime. Carmen joins Nambla. Um, what is it? Okay. Uh, we should probably do Timmy two thousand also. Uh, okay, well, we talked about that one a bunch. Okay. Uh, is there any other ones um, that we wanted to talk about? Uh, the mo- Maybe the- wacky... Mo- oh, what about the two-parter with the religious stuff? Oh, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. I like Fat Camp a lot. Okay, we can do Fat Camp. Okay. Yeah, let's okay. do... Right. Uh, let's do Wacky Molestation, Fat Camp, um, uh, Timmy... Timmy 2000, Silly Hate Crime, and Cartman Joins Nambla. Okay. So that's five. Okay. Do we want to? Do we also want to do fourth grade and Trapper Keeper and do handicap people go to hell and? Uh... I don't think Trapper Keeper is very interesting. Uh, no, I know the, the joke was joke. that the joke was that Spencer had listed oh, like okay. seven episodes there. Yeah. Uh, do you want to cut? Sorry for treating you with respect. And assuming that what you were yeah, saying why would, had any value don't or do serious that. behavior. Have you listened to this podcast, Zoe? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, thank you. Thank you. I, th- I think Zoe goes on autopilot when we're talking because we're so goddamn annoying. That's fair. <laughs> She's okay. used now, to it. Zoe's used to it for Andy happy- and me. Yeah. All right. Okay, are we hopping back into... Yeah, 